Will Lovett has a special. Oh, 
I've always wanted to direct a huge choir. That's what I'm going to do tonight. On the first verse, I need all the ladies singing. Everybody come in on the chorus. Then on the second verse, I want all the men singing. And then we're going to do the chorus. Then we're going to repeat the chorus. And the instruments are going to quit. And we repeat, okay? All right, here we go. Ladies first. Ladies. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. All is
John chapter 14, my burden and my desire this evening is that we put everything to the side. And I think one way the devil has got us is he has robbed us of us continually being put into remembrance of that place called heaven. And I want tonight, my desire is for us simply to be put into remembrance of that place called heaven. Because there is coming a day that this whole world is going to be over with. And of all that we face and of all that we go through as God's people, the greatest joy and hope that we have is because of a place called heaven. When our loved ones die and they leave us, the greatest hope that we have is that place called heaven. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm here tonight because of a place called heaven. And it's something that we need to continue to be put into remembrance. And I think the devil does a good job of us of putting our focus on here in this whole world. But child of God, remember there's a better place before us. There's a, there's a better place than what we have here. John chapter 14 and verse 1, we know the Scripture. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive, uh, excuse me, and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for that place called heaven. Thank you for a promise for something better. Lord, this old world's getting old. There is so much evil and so much wrong. Lord, I long for a place that's better than this old place. And Lord, I know that that place is real because your Bible tells me so. You have told me in your word. And Lord, I hope and I pray that everybody is ready to die. Lord, I'm ready to die because I've made preparation to go to that place called heaven. Lord, if heaven is real, hell is real. And Lord, I know that hell is a real place and I don't want anybody and you don't want anybody to go to that place because you have prepared a place that we can go. Lord, thank you for that precious promise. Thank You for that blessed hope. Lord, without that, we would be a men most miserable tonight. Thank You for that place called heaven. Lord, help me to be reminded every day of that place called heaven. Lord, don't help me, Lord, to not get so focused on here and today that I forget about heaven. Lord, I love You, and I need Your help tonight as I preach this. Lord, help us to get the world out of here. And help us to focus on that precious place and that precious promise. I love you. And I thank you, Lord, that there's coming a day. What a day that will be when I get to see your face. 
Lord, I'm ready for my mansion. I'm ready for that street of gold. I'm ready for it all. But most of all, I'm ready to see you. And I'm ready to see Jesus. What a day that will be. Lord, help me work till you come and get me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to talk to you about a place called heaven tonight. Very simple, very plain. But friend, it's a precious truth. We need tonight to be put into remembrance of a place called heaven. D.L. Moody said it like this. The thought of heaven has cheered the soul of many believers. Some say that we are fools to believe in heaven. But to deny heaven is to deny Jesus. For He came from heaven. To deny heaven is to, is to deprive us of, of our loved ones and go into that cold, dark place. It is to deprive millions of Christians of the greatest hope they have. To deny heaven is equal to murder because it kills our hope. To deny heaven is equal to thievery because it robs our joy. To deny heaven is equal to slander because it calls God a liar. Friend, I want you to know that heaven is a real place. And real people die and go to heaven every day. And as real as heaven is, hell, or as real as heaven is, hell is just as real. And I want you to know that people die and go to hell every day and people die and go to heaven. And I want you to know there's coming a day that you're going to die and I'm going to die. And we're not going to go to the grave and sit there. We're either going to go to hell or we're going to go to heaven. Well, I want to talk to you about a place called heaven. And I can tell you tonight by the security that I have in the Word of God and my trust in Jesus Christ that if I die tonight, I'm going to go to heaven. And I know that I'm going to go to heaven because of that blessed assurance that Jesus Christ has given me. And notice what the Scripture said here in the book of John. Notice what he said. He said, let not your heart be troubled. I'm afraid today that our hearts are troubled. The word trouble means to agitate. It means to stir up. It's easy to get agitated. It's easy to get stirred up because we get focused on the things of this world. And I'm telling you, you get focused on the things of this world. You watch the news for one hour and you're so depressed. You're down and you're low. Friend, let me tell you something. There's bad calls every day of cancer going on. There's bad news every day. Let me tell you something. There's a lot in this old world to be agitated by. There's a lot of things. I'll tell you, I get agitated. I'll tell you, this old world gets old, doesn't it? It gets old. And as we grow older, things start wearing out. And by the way, I want to apologize. Seventy-three years old is not old. I was, I was corrected this morning. But as you grow older, and I think the older you get, the more that you desire a place called heaven. Because the older you get, the more agitated and the more stirred up you can become. And it's easy to get stirred up in this whole world and get focused on the trials and the tribulations that we go through on a daily basis. But Jesus is trying to bring some peace to the disciples. And He said, let not your heart be agitated. Let it not be stirred up. And this was the promise. In my Father's house are many mansions. That's the promise. He said, you don't have to get agitated because there is a place called heaven that I am going to prepare for you. Doesn't it get old in this whole world? Friend, if this life is all we got, 
We don't have a lot. Because I'm going to tell you, there's not a lot in this whole world. That's why I think it talked about old Abraham, that he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You go down a few more verses, it said that they desire a better country, that is a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He hath prepared for them a city. I believe as God's people, we ought to desire a better country, a better place, a better home. And may I tell you that Jesus has given us a promise that there is a place of better for us, and it's called heaven tonight. Are you all awake this evening? If you can't get excited about heaven, you might need to get saved tonight. Amen? Because heaven is the greatest hope that we have. I I don't have to get stirred up. I don't have to get agitated. Because Jesus said, I have gone to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to tell you, I don't put my hope in this whole world. I put my hope in the home to come. Because that place that is waiting for me is much better than the place in which I live today. Friend, Jesus has prepared a place. Heaven's a real place. He has prepared. He said, I go to prepare you a place. Now, number one, I want you to notice the preparation of this place. He said, I go to prepare. Now, I want you to think about the the old Jewish tradition of when a young man would go to a young woman and he desires to marry this young lady. And it's called the, the betrothal stage. Now, the picture here is Jesus is the groom and we are His bride. Okay? Now, I want you to keep that in mind as I go through this story here. But in the old days, the old Jewish male would find him uh, a young lady that he would fall in love with. And he would decide to marry her. And we use the word engaged, but they use the word covenant. They would come into a marriage covenant together where they would unify together. And what the groom would have to do is he would have to go back to the bride's home, to her father, and back basically pay the price for the bride. He would have to basically go purchase her because to her father, he is losing another hand. He's losing help there at the house. And so when a man would fall in love, you had to pay the price. And so he would go and he would work off that wage to uh, his, his love's father. And so he would pay that price. May I tell you, Jesus paid the price for us. He paid the price so that He can become our Savior. And I want you to know that the the old history goes that when He would pay the price, they would leave each other for a year. And history says for 12 months. For 12 months because He would go back to His Father's house to prepare the place that she would dwell when, when that year's over and she would go to His Father's house. Okay, so basically for that year, he would prepare a place for her. Because in the old Jewish history, until and, and still today, the old Jewish tradition is when you get married, a young man doesn't move off. He builds there at home where his parents are. And so for that 12 months, he would go back to the father's house and prepare a place. Friend, let me tell you something. He's paid the price. And he's gone back to his father's house to prepare a place for his bride. 
Jesus is preparing us a place. Jesus is preparing a place for the bride. Friend, this is the betrothal stage. This is the engagement stage. And we are in the stage that we have made that covenant of promise with Jesus. We have been saved. But right now, we're not there yet. But our groom has gone off to prepare us a place. But friend, there's coming a day, the Bible said, that a marriage is going to take place. Amen. And that marriage is going to take place and we will be joined together with Jesus forever. And we will enter into that eternal home that He has prepared for us. Friend, Jesus has prepared a place for us. I want you to go to Revelation. The book of Revelation chapter 21. If you're awake tonight, say Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 21. I want us to read about this new Jerusalem that one day will be created. I want us to be put into remembrance tonight. Think about the preparation. Think about the preparation. Now this place that we have waiting on us is a wonderful place. And we, to us, it is a free place. But may I tell you that this place comes at a great price. Because as the groom had to pay the price, Jesus had to pay the price for us. And may I tell you that as the groom would invest everything he had for that place for his bride, Jesus has invested everything he had so that we could have a place called heaven. And may I tell you today that he invested so much that He lived and He died so that we can go to heaven. He gave everything He had. He left the glories of heaven so that we can go to heaven one day. Friend, may I tell you that the preparation that Jesus has put into you going to heaven, He has invested His entire being, His entire life. Jesus laid it all down so that we can go to heaven today. He has laid it all down to prepare this place. Notice Revelation 21 and verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I'll show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. There's that picture there again. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem. He called it a great city. He called it a holy city. Descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Well, we just talk about glory land. Why is heaven called glory land? Because it's full of God's glory. Full of glory. He said, And her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof a hundred and forty four cubits according to the measure of a man that is of the angel. And the building of the wall was it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. 
The foundation of the wall of the city was garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third uh, caldoni, the fourth emerald, the fourth, the fifth uh, sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite. I tried on these words. You'll have to bear with me. The eighth barrel, the ninth topaz, the tenth you got it there, the eleventh Jacinth, the twelfth Amos. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold as it were transparent glass. This is a city we're talking about. This is the new Jerusalem that we're talking about. This is a place that Jesus is preparing for us. And Jesus has invested everything that He has for us to have this place. Let me tell you something. Do not think that you're going to heaven for free. It might be free for you, but it wasn't free for Him. He paid the price so that you wouldn't have to and I wouldn't have to. And we see this place and the, the outline is laid out here. The, the picture is given. Okay? He spared no expense to this place called heaven. We see a place, a firm foundation. In fact, there's 12 foundations of this place called heaven. It is a firm foundation, friend. Not even hell itself can stir the foundation of heaven. May I tell you that heaven is a firm foundation. Each foundation is adorned with precious stones. This is a city big enough to fit all of God's people in. If you put these measurements together, it's 1,400 miles square is how big the New Jerusalem is. There's a wall all the way around it to protect this New Jerusalem that is 216 foot tall and is made out of pure jasper, which is a diamond. And on these wall is 12 gates of pearl. And all you go through the city, and the city, the light of it is like a pure diamond. It's like this jasper stone. And this is the, the, what this city, uh, what comes from off this city. When you see it, it's like pure glass. And the Bible said that there's a street of pure gold, and it's like on the clear glass, and it talks about this glory. Friend, this is a city that none of us has ever seen before. And let me tell you something, mankind has come up with some awesome inventions, and they have done some awesome things with the things that God had made for them. Okay? But man cannot make what God can make. And all these skyscrapers and all these things, they're impressive. But Brother Allen, I'm waiting to put my eyes on that city that he's prepared for me. And I just have a feeling that when I get there, I'm going to be amazed. I'm going to be in awe of what Jesus has done for us. The preparation that has gone into it. And when I get there, I will see what Jesus has done for me. I will see the work that He has put into it. Notice down in verse 23. The Bible said that the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Brother Rodney, I'm sorry, we won't need electric companies there. The lights will never go out in heaven. Okay? We won't have to worry about storms there. The lights will never go out because Jesus will be the light of heaven. Friend, that's awesome. That means there is never darkness in this place called heaven. Now, I want you to think about number two, the people in this place called heaven. Notice in verse 27. 
It said, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Think about the people who are going to be in heaven. We know God the Father is going to be in heaven. We know God the Son's going to be there. We know there's going to be angels there. But there's also going to be the redeemed. Now, I'm going to say this, and I may hurt some feelings, but I believe the Bible will back me up. We've got to get out of our fairy tale world. Not all people die and go to heaven. Not all people die and go to heaven. I know it feels good to say that, but the Bible says that the only ones that will be there are the ones that have their names written down in the Lamb's book of life. How many funerals have you gone to and not, nearly none of them, did they say they're going to hell? They're all going to heaven. Everybody dies going to heaven. The Bible does not agree with that, people. In fact, even Jesus said, called heaven the, the straight gate, the narrow way. The narrow way. And he said, there'll be few there that find it. There won't, there won't be near as many in heaven as there is hell. And I'll tell you what, as great as this place of heaven is, we need to talk a minute about who's going to be there. And we need to get out of the fairy tale that all people die and go to heaven. It's not true. There are people that die and go to hell every day. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm trying to preach the Word of God. And the Word of God says that there was a rich man who died one day. He had everything the old world can give you. And he opened up his eyes one day being in torment. Friend, hell is real. And there's more people that die and go to hell than there is heaven. Well, I'll go to heaven because I've been good. Friend, that's wrong. I'll go to heaven because I've been baptized. That's wrong. I'll go to heaven because Grandma was a good Christian. That's wrong. Friend, the only way you'll go to heaven is through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said it very plain, very simple. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by me. In John chapter 10, He called Himself the door. I am the door to heaven. The only way to go to heaven is through the door. Who's the door? Jesus is the door. When I went to Israel, I learned something. And if we went out to Bethlehem to the shepherds one day, and they, they brought a little light to this when Jesus said, I'm the door. In the old days, when trouble was coming, the shepherds would take the flocks in the caves. And the shepherds would always find a cave with the smallest entrance for the sole purpose is because that shepherd was going to make himself the door. He would get the flock in there, and then he would get them in there for safety and protection. He would go to the door. It was small, a small entrance, and he would bend down like this to sleep. So if there was wolves or any predators come along, he would be right there in the door. And if anybody was going to go in to that cave or into that sheepfold, they were going to have to go through the shepherd. Because the shepherd literally made himself the door. Friend, Jesus has made himself the door. And the door to heaven is Jesus Christ. He's the only way to get there. I want you to notice for a minute the perfection of this place. I want you to look down in Revelation 22 and verse 3. If you're with me, say amen. Look back in 21:27, the verse we just read. It said, There shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. All of that stuff's not allowed in heaven. Notice what he said in verse 3 of chapter 22. And there shall be no more curse. Now we sing about glory land. Glory land is a land full of glory. 
You can't comprehend that. I can't either. It is a land slap full of the glory of God. Why can't we comprehend that? Because we live in a world that is stricken by the curse. There is evil all around us. There is sorrow, there is pain, there is grief, there is tears, there is heartache, there is cancer, there is disease, there is famine, there is pestilence, there are storms, there are things to ruin our life. And every one of those things I just mentioned is not allowed in heaven. Cancer is not allowed in heaven. Can I get amen on that? Cancer is not in heaven. Hospitals aren't in heaven. Funeral homes aren't in heaven. There's no more death. When we get to heaven, all the dying is over with. This is a place of perfection. And the curse of sin is taken away. I want to look back, and I'm almost done. Chapter 21. Chapter 21. And verse 3. Oh, I love this. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, The tabernacle of God is with men, and He dwell with them, and they shall be His people. And God Himself shall be with them and be their God. Isn't that beautiful? There will not be anything else standing between us and God. There won't be any more interruptions when we get to heaven. Hold on. There won't be any more cell phones ringing in heaven. Ain't that awesome? How many times you try to pray, and the devil gets in there in your prayers? And before, man, you're sitting there praying, man, you're praying good, and all of a sudden you're thinking about a squirrel over yonder. That's a distraction. The devil does it every day to distract us. Friend, when we get to heaven, those distractions are gone. And there will never be anything else to stand between us and God. Perfect unity and harmony. Notice verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Why? Because all the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these things are true and faithful. And he said unto me, I love this, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Isn't that beautiful? That's what heaven's like. Why would you deny a place called heaven? Why would you put off a place called heaven? Why would you chance it? Friend, heaven's real. Well, preacher, I'm agnostic. I don't believe in that. It don't... Doesn't matter what you are. Heaven's still real. <laughs> Amen. Heaven's still real. Are you going to go there? If you die tonight, where are you going to spend eternity? I got three in there. <laughs> I hope the answer is heaven. As real as heaven is, friend, hell's just as real. There's real people that die and go to hell every day. And you know what? Jesus still died for them. Everyone that ever gone to hell, Jesus died for them. Everyone that's died and go to hell, Jesus has prepared a place for them. He has done everything, invested His all so that they may go to heaven, but they went to hell. And let me tell you something. It's not God's fault that man 
is in hell. It's man's fault. No man, God never sent any man to hell. Man sent himself to hell. God's done everything to rescue us tonight. It's time to be saved. Child of God, it's time to be put into remembrance of that place called heaven. Oh, what a beautiful place. Man, aren't you glad to be saved? You know what? That's why we can smile every day. Because heaven's real. Some, one time a lady said, Preacher, you've got to quit asking us to smile. <laughs> I said, well, quit frowning. And I won't ask you to smile. But I'll tell you, what do, what do I have to frown about? Jesus has saved my soul. He has bought me, redeemed me, and has built me a place. That when this whole world's over with, I'm going. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like Abraham. I'm looking for a place who, whose builder and maker is God. Friend, it exists. Are you going there tonight? This altar is open. Would you come? You say, Preacher, I'm not ready. I'm saved, but man, I'm not ready to meet the Lord. I hadn't been serving Him. I hadn't been doing what I need to do. Get right tonight. But if you're lost, it's time to get that ticket punched. And it's time to get on the right road to go to that place called I'm not sure of a lot of things, but I'm sure of this one thing. If I die, I'm going to heaven. And it's all because of Jesus. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. We're going to prepare for a hymn of invitation. While we prepare for this hymn of invitation, invitation is going to be open. If you died right now and you wouldn't go to that place called heaven, you'd go to hell, that can change right now. Right there where you are, fall down and ask the Lord to save you. If you have questions, come down here. Let me show you how to be saved. If you get saved where you are, you need to shout it on the mountaintop tonight. Come down and tell people what the Lord's done for you. Child of God, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be stirred up. Don't be agitated by this old world. If you believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house and many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also.